I'm sorry. Don't do drugs. <coughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs. Hello, y'all. Welcome back f- to another episode of the motherfucking Dope Thoughts Podcast. Straight up. We appreciate everybody tuning in, coming in, hanging out with us this Sunday. Um, it really is dope. It is. It sucks because it's gloomy outside, but I think it's kind of perfect. Suck, though. I love gloomy days. Also, yeah. it's not just Sunday. It's what is it? Palm Sunday. Is that correct? It's holy. It's, 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 also, say, it's holy. also holy. So happy celebration. All y'all doing your shit. And wait a second. For all y'all ignorant motherfuckers. Holy not meaning it's a holy day oh. as in holy H-O-L-I, uh, an Indian holiday. Oh, you want to. Okay, my bad. So that's when they throw all the, the colors and shit on each other in the celebration, right? Yeah, that's when they throw the color powder. Okay, I fucks with that. I'm cool with that. I like that. It's a celebration of life. Indians always is oh my bad. I'm sorry about that. Indians is always on how to celebrate. They do it right. Funerals they celebrate. Yeah, that's the holidays facts. they celebrate. Like they always doing some shit. My bad. I didn't mean to rub my titty up against the mic, y'all. My bad. Fat Ooh, boy titty working rub. on it. But boy, I hope every- titty boy. I hope everybody's having a wonderful weekend. Hope you guys had a wonderful week. Um, it's been a fucking crazy week, yo. Um, it's, it's been a fun week. It's been fun. Yes. Uh, it's a lot of shit has happened. Yes. Oh, I don't also, think we... sorry about last week. Uh, it was my father's birthday and any chance I get to celebrate with my family, we're going to take it. So, yeah, I mean, listen, family comes first, Selfish, but, but I mean, like, that's kind of like the, how do I say it? The, the Genesis thing of this podcast, you know, was like, how do we spend more time together as a couple, do right. more business oriented shit, kind of still do the fun corny things that we like to do as well. And it was one oh, of those for things. Sure. I'm corny as fuck. Yeah. And we were like, listen, it's dad's birthday. Dad's been back in America for what the past what two years now I think. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things like we like we you haven't had all those birthdays before, so we might as well spend time with him now. Like what the fuck? Yeah, that's true. Not a lot of people know that Dad was living in Armenia for many many years. Yeah. So yeah, not a lot. Yeah. Again. But, but it's, no, it's cool. I'm glad that you said that. Just like background info. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like it, it would it would have sucked to kind of do the time management. Not put enough time into this, not to spend enough time with the family, been, right. then been extra exhausted throughout the week trying to get all this shit done. So he said, so the best thing to do, honestly, is to put the podcast on hold, even though we didn't tell anybody. We're so sorry about that. And spend time with the family. Spontaneous idea, but it was nonetheless a great idea, honestly. Yeah, spontaneous. Uh, we, we like to do things last minute sometimes in my household. <laughs> In my household, we I don't know if it's we or or I get dragged into last minute that's shit. That's what that's what I mean. Like okay. my side, my side of the household yeah. likes to do things whenever the fuck we think about them. Yeah, so it's cool. It's all good. It was fun. Um, I love dad. It's always great to spend time with dad and shit like that. So I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Ooh, my bad. <laughs> so this week, like every other week. We always got some shit that we want to talk about. We always got some random events, some current events, some new things that's happening. But I want to start off by thanking some of my best supporters in my life, my grandparents. Speaking uh, of, hey, hey Nana, look at my Nana right there. Um, basically, my grandparents are avid watchers of the podcast. <laughs> my grandmother was actually one of the people we had come on an episode when we mm-hmm. talked about the whole entanglement stuff with Will and Jada. And we wanted to hear her 
perspective and her side on what are the things that people should do to have a healthy relationship. Right. It was a great conversation. It was very, very funny. My grandmother, just like me, is a Capricorn, so we're very open. We don't hold back. We don't have filters. We're very honest people. Pretty so, accurate. Yes. So my grandparents listen every weekend. And if you guys know us, we always ask for feedback from our listeners, from our friends, from everything that we're doing, all of our endeavors in life. If there's anything you guys can give us to help us improve and get better, please tell us. Mm -hmm. So my grandfather- We're not always going to take the advice, by the way. No, nah, Like, nah. take everything with a grain of salt. We're only going to listen to the people that, like- Listen, if best. you don't dance and you telling me how to dance, fuck you. I'm not listening right. to you. Right. So, but uh, grandparents- of course that's a whole nother <laughs> thing so my grandfather i love him so much again i always talk about my grandparents i think our grandparents are a common reoccurring topic mm -hmm. all the time but my grandfather calls me up after the episode um our previous episode he goes my grandfather's 72 he still got his alabama accent he's southern as hell and he's stubborn as fuck so he calls me he's like boy i listened to your episode and i was like yeah did you like it he was like listen boy I don't know what to tell you, but you got to stop using that N-word. And I was like, what, nice? No? He was like, no, you got to stop saying nigga. I was like, whoa, whoa, Grandpa, hold on. You can't take that word away from me. He's like, listen, there's so many social things going and Black Lives Matter and everything that's happening. Listen, you got to stop saying the word. And I was like, you know what, Grandpa? You right. You right. And then in the back of my head, I was like, fuck, this nigga right, bro. Like, So, like, this, this entire, the past two weeks, I've been exercising, I've been working trying to reduce the usage of the n-word um it is hard because I, I guess in my culture growing up in the bronx it, it's it's a word that we use it's an enticing word we use it's like a brotherly thing most of y'all know you hear it in hip-hop you hear that other bullshit but it's one of those things where i've grown to not see it for the negative connotation as other people see it as. Mm -hmm. but you can't get rid of that you know, and but that's the hypocrisy of using the word, you know, or the hypocrisy of hip hop to an extent because hip hop takes certain taboos and takes certain things and we make it the shit. We make it trendy, sagging, sagging is fagging, but everybody is sagging, you know? So I mean, don't look at me <laughs> like that, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> I'm just being corny, but I'm just saying my grandfather told me I gotta stop cursing. And I was like, you know what, grandpa, you're right. We're trying to broaden our audience, show people that we're educational, informative. We're down to earth. You know, we're comical people. I don't have to do that and use the N-word profusely as much as I do. So, I'm going to work on it. Challenge accepted, basically. Yeah. But fuck him. Fuck him. Because, and the only reason I say this, I'm laughing. Because my grandfather is a one-eyed truck driver. Okay? His entire life, he was a truck driver. He drove all over the country, every state all over the United States with one eye. Do you guys understand the contradiction in that? Yo, I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm afraid to get my license because these motherfuckers is getting into accidents and getting charged with manslaughter and shit. And like, listen, I don't wanna be held responsible. It, it the scariest thing that ever happened was, to, was I was responsible for a kiln exploding and that was the biggest nightmare I've ever encountered. And I had to deal, like, people got injured because of it. Like, it was I, a bad thing. To to be responsible behind the wheel of a car, and, like, now you can say you're fucking... You only got half your face to see everything, bro? Bruh, I mean, you hit somebody. I hit a pedestrian, 
and it wasn't even my fault. He ran into traffic, and, and it was wait, dark. Wait, that's not even Puffy, like, trying to be like, it wasn't me. Like, it really wasn't It wasn't fault. my fault. Insurance the guy paid got me. up and was like, yo, my bad. Insurance paid me. And the police officer was on the corner, and the police officer was there to vouch, okay? I had a white man as a witness for once to vouch for me, all right? Can so I, tell I had you? somebody on my side, First okay? of all, to get a phone call from your black husband that says, I hit somebody... At the corner, vehicular the, manslaughter. The, the nigga almost, excuse, oh, then, look, he almost then, died. Yeah, good job. And then the motherfucker went. The cops coming. I gotta go. And just hangs up. I was like, no, 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 no. So I literally lace up my shoes. He's around the corner, like two blocks away, and I just in the middle of icy winter ran two blocks. And met him on the corner with mad fucking could sirens you, and shit. Could you guys imagine the irony of hitting a pedestrian in front of one, a medical dispensary, and two, a fucking fire department? So as soon as I hit him, there was eight police officers ready to arrest my black ass. And then the EMTs already dragged this motherfucker out of the middle of the road and they patched him up. So the the cops yeah he fine the the cops are looking at me are you good are you intoxicated I'm over here having a panic attack I went to go pick the white man up and I'm like kissing on him making sure I'm happy he's alive and I didn't kill him and everything you get what I'm saying and then I'm talking to the cops they're asking me they looking at video footage and all this shit I'm like oh my god I'm going to jail I'm gonna die oh my god yo bro I swear to God literally I didn't even know Gabe got patched up and they took Gabe him to the hospital is the guy that Phil hit. Um, every time we see pedestrians running in the middle of the street, we call them Gabe's now. Like, and he's a whole vibe. Like, if you, I hope you know, if you run in the middle of traffic, you're a Gabe. Not jaywalking. Not jaywalking. Jaywalking, I can understand if there's like no lights and shit like that. I get it. But if you run into traffic ready to die, you're a Gabe. It was just one of those things. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I have a perfect driving record. Thanks to my one-eyed grandfather. Okay. Thanks to this motherfucker and the way he yelled at me and the things he installed into me to make sure that I paid attention with my two eyes. You get what I'm saying? So I understand. But it was really traumatizing to hit this motherfucker. And then after the fact, I didn't know that he survived. I mean, I knew he survived, but I didn't know that he went to the hospital. Yo, then he texts me. He goes, I'm sorry I got in your way. Maybe we can do dinner. What? What the fuck? Not to, not to use this word, but I'm going to use it. What kind of cracker shit is that? You get hit okay, jogging. Also, wait, let's let's okay. just change the definition on something. Yeah, real we quick. do, we do. Yeah, we if do. If people got a problem with this, you can honestly just let me know. But my new definition of cracker is anyone who do crackhead shit. Yes, it's no longer exclusively for saying? white people. That's racist. We're no longer racist. It's yeah. 2021. If you are a crackhead, you are a cracker. Yes. So if you do anything stupid out of line that you know your dumb ass shouldn't be doing in traffic. And pedestrians riding your bike on the motherfucking sidewalk, doing Karen like just dumb shit like that. That's cracker shit. Karen like shit. That's cracker shit. Okay, it's not racist anymore. Y'all need to stop that. Cause now since my grandfather won't take away the N word, I gotta use the C word more. And you get what I'm saying? So fuck that. We make it every word universal. I need Jesus. I need somebody. We need something. I need something. But yeah, bro. You know what? You know who tried to find Jesus Mm. but like fell to hell? And I think this is kind of the real focal point of today's podcast is our boy Little Nas X, okay? Yes, Nas. <laughs> yes. To quote, 
To quote Donnell Rollins. Damn, you that hit you hard. Yeah, I died right there. I'm sorry. To quote Donnell Rollins. Yes, Nas. This shit got me sweating. I don't know Woo! if y'all, I mean, I, y'all, I know y'all heard the about it. The way he slid down that pole, I was, mm, I'm here for it. All I got to say is I'm going to put the uh, the link in the chat for y'all who haven't seen it. Uh, but I don't think we can actually play the YouTube video. Nah, I'll make sure the link is in the bio unfortunately. as well, though. Um, so there goes the link to Lil Nas's ex most recent video. Lil Mon Nas's ex. What, what is it called? Montero? Call Montero. me a real name. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. The song is popping. The song is popping. hot. It's hot. But people are really upset. Um, a lot of parents, I think, are more upset than anyone else for what your boy Little Nas is doing. Um, if you guys haven't seen the video, please take a chance. Click the link. Look at it. If not, YouTube it, whatever the fuck, in your own time. But Lil Nas went very, very deep into symbolism and satanic worship and shit like Listen. that. I don't know if any of you guys are into it. If you guys know me, if you come back to the podcast, you know I'm very big into conspiracy theories. When I was a kid, again, I was, how do I say it? I was awoken to these things, I guess. And to see how it's been pacified and how it's been ingrained in hip-hop society and hip-hop culture now... It's kind of one of those things. Now, when I was a kid, I was scared and I was mortified because I was like, dude, this is some new weird shit. Like, this isn't a thing. I what, didn't know. Devil you could, worship? Yeah, the devil. Like, how, like, when Jay Z was doing all that shit, you get what I'm saying? When it was all with Kanye, when they were doing all that, Nicki Minaj, yeah. when they were doing that real obvious devil worship, before we knew about Adrenochrome and Epstein's Island and all that shit, before we really knew the whole shit behind the true Satan worshiping motherfuckers, like, I I, I, didn't, I I couldn't understand it. And now it's one of those things, like, it's accepted. It's cool. It's the new wave. Look at Trippy Red. Look at Triple X. All these new rappers and all these new people, like... Is it new, though? Because, like, it's, before... No, it's not. Here's the thing, though. Like, because before rap took that kind of, like, quote-unquote devil worship... To, and I say quote-unquote because there are multiple definitions of what it is to satanically worship, so... Really, and Nas is trolling. Like, let me be very clear when I say I very much so believe he is trolling right now. The human blood is a little far. Took that far. We'll oh, wait, get no, to wait, that. we didn't even get but to that we'll one. We'll get to that. But real quick, you mentioned people being mad at him. Keep it a buck. Lil Nas did not do anything that the Powerpuff Girls <clears throat> character, him, did not already do for me in my own childhood. And, like, if y'all didn't watch the Powerpuff Girls or if you guys need a refresher, H.I.M. was the worst villain in the Powerpuff Girls universe. And let me be very it clear. It was the devil. It was a it hermaphrodite. Was a hermaphrodite lobster. gay devil lobster with high heel stilettos that was a badass bitch, to be honest with you. To be completely honest with you. I guess. And, like, Sedusa and him ended up getting together at one point, And they was like, y'all can't handle us. And I just need y'all to know that Powerpuff Girls really, like, shaped me as a person. And it's not a good thing. It is a good thing. It's not a good thing. But anyways, Nas is just, like, living his best life at after being influenced by the same cartoons that all of us were influenced by. Don't be mad. 
And if you don't want your children watching this shit, maybe pay attention to your children and pay attention to what they watch. That's on you. See, the, the problem that's, I... That sounds real fucking personal to so, me. So the problem I have here is I don't mind whatever agenda Little Nas X or people are upset about Little Nas, you know, going against or perpetuating. I think what a lot of things or a lot of parents are upset about is that Little Nas originally, when he came out with like Old Town Road or whatever the fuck, Hotel Road, whatever the fuck, Old Town Road, <laughs> his mainstream audience was extremely young fan base. It was mostly kids. You gotta remember the dance, remember That's everything a about it. Fucking song. No, it was catchy. But wait, the whole point about it, it was catchy, but a lot of the even the videos, the vines, all the stuff that was going viral. It had kids in it, you remember? But, when the song first came out. Okay, but let me ask you this. Yes. Does that have anything to do with him or the song, or did it just happen that people liked the song and it wasn't inappropriate, so it was okay for kids? No. Does that mean he forever has to be appropriate? It's not even that. It, it continues the fact that, like, again, I guess when he came out, he was so young, and what he was trying to do was so different. And again, it was a black artist, young kid, young dude. What they, was it, 2018? I don't remember out? exactly. Again, I his, think it was 18. He didn't say anything about drugs. It was nothing about da- no women. It was just a, a just a kind of good kind of song. True. And what happened was after that, he appeared on Disney shows. He went on Sesame Street. He also then performed a free Rollbox concert. And that concert, supposedly, there was reports that up to 33 kids, 33, excuse me, I'm hot. 33 million kids attended the virtual concert. And that concert went down. It's probably one of the biggest um, concerts that happened in 2020, virtually. So it's one of those things where, again, where whatever, and we all know it's about image and all that other shit, dollars, um, sponsors, all that other good shit as well. Like, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the dollar. Hmm. And if you can manipulate people's kids, you can manipulate people to do a lot of things. Honestly, and we all know that. And I think what it is is people thought that Little Nas was going to be something different. Even the same thing like Dwayne Wade's kid, how his son is now the face of transgender children and that conversation, like leading that conversation. Mm -hmm. So I think with Little Nas X, it was really cool for him to be an openly openly gay black dude who just like he, he, he owned it. In all his videos, even up to recently, he's the main character in his videos. Yeah. Dressed like a woman, he's twerking, He's not just the main nails. character, he's every character. Mm-hmm. So when you sit there and you really think about it, I, I'm really, I, I, I understand that frustration, I guess, as a parent. But I'm more upset for the fact of the satanic evil shit that he's doing as well. Dancing with Satan. Now he has even these exclusive shoes that came out with Nike Air Max. Okay, so I have my own opinions on Like, I'm not mad at him for any of it, except for the Air Max shoes, because they every single pair of these limited edition shoes is laced with a single drop of human blood. It's numbered, for, again, individually for 1 to 166, and it has the, the reference to the Bible. Luke 10, 18, which basically uh, <laughs> it starts off by saying, uh, and then I watched, sta- basically I watched Satan, the most magnificent star, fall from heaven. That's the beginning of it. No, but it goes the, but on. The thing is, and this is what people have to understand. Like, even with stuff like this, it's very, it's deep symbolism. Yeah. So, like, I, how I am, I do research. I try to look at the duality of things. I try and look at, 
the artistic aspect of what Little Nas X is trying to say, and then I look at the evil, fucked up stuff that they're just trying to put upon our kids. So now when you look at the King James version of the Bible, and you look up Luke 10, 18 to 24, this is what it says. I'm going to read it to you in my weird um, old school voice. Okay, I'm ready. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as the lightning fell fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now withstanding and not rejoice that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And thou our Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from wise and prudent and hast revealed unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of my, of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is, but the Father, and who the Father is, but the Son. And so he who the Son is, that the Son will reveal. This nigga's rhyming now, excuse me. <laughs> and he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not, have not seen them, and to hear those things yet which ye hear and have not heard them. So it's kind of one of those things. He's you, spitting them Yeezy bars is what it sounds like to me. I, it's not even that he's speaking ye bars. It's, the problem is, is that all people see is the satanic stuff behind it. And when you look at the whole Bible verse, like the Bible verse actually has something positive to say, to be honest with you. And also, okay. Like, like, like if you, you want to be that person. Like real quick, let's just do this. Like, a, let's just do this like a real piece of art. Okay. Because that's the way that my mind is going to go at this. And for those that don't know, art history degree can't help but do it. So if you look at the piece itself, he has obviously the numerology, the six, the six, the six. We get it. Um, if he didn't have the 666 on them shits, bro, I'm not going to lie no, to you. I might have bought them. Just, well, regardless, let's just look at the image itself. So it's got the numbers. It's got the, the lettering. The box is a whole different thing itself, but then it's got the pentagram symbolism um, on the front of it. It has his name. It's really, there's not really much about it that is satanic outside of the box. The box itself is the and, most. But it almost looks like Kanye West, Dark Twisted Fantasy. It if I'm being honest like, with you. It also looks like, what's his name? Um, that rodeo motherfucker, Travis Scott. It looks like a lot of his stuff. See, like the pen, see, that's that's unnecessary. The, uh, the 666 on the sneak. Like, okay, but see, here's the thing the pentagram isn't a symbol of the devil. It's not, but like people just think. But it when is. you twerking on the devil, trying to seduce him, breaking his neck, sucking his, you know, doing all this freak but he nasty. Talks about it. So now I think we need to talk about what Lil Nas said about the video. What happened? I think now we need to talk about what Lil Nas himself said about the video and the, the reason he wrote the song. Yeah. So Lil Nas, everybody knows he's a very open and vocal person about you know himself online and shit like that. So he put a tweet out and he said, I spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preach what happened to me because I was gay. So I hope y'all mad. Stay mad. Feel the same anger you teach us 
to have towards ourselves. And Mic like, drop. and the the yeah. the fucked up part about this is, if his artistry and his statement was this, this was the best way to do it. I think honestly, and that's the fucked up way. Like I don't agree with the imagery and the symbology, but I felt like there was no other way to say fuck you to everyone in mainstream, everyone. Who, who is, you get know what I'm saying? All these people who've been saying all these things about him and had other negative things, to, or in general. It's kind of one of those things. Where he's like, I'm going to be myself no matter what. I love myself. You're going to like it or not. Like, fuck it. And, like, even then, he also said, he also said another thing. Like, I'm not here to raise your kids. Like, yeah. that's not my job. I'm not supposed to do that. That's up to y'all. I'm here to make music. Whoever my fan base is, that's great. But I'm not here to, like, that's your parenting you got to make sure your kids ain't doing no crazy dumb shit. And we all know how what that comes down to. We all grew up like that. Yeah. I listen to some fucking I'll, System of the Down, Eminem. I will just listen to some very dark shit at one point in my time. Word, and, heavy metal, the original birthplace of, like, devil and music. Slipknot, Plopper Roach, all this kind of, I'm not going to call that evil demonic shit, but it's kind of negative music. But it's one of those things you got to realize if you're not watching your kid and you let your kid submerge in that shit and you don't slap his ass up and tell that nigga, that's not, that's not real life. Calm down. Okay, that, that's just music. If you put any of those songs on right now, Cause I my know. life in two bases, this, this is my last resort. Like, I'm 12 I years old. the lyrics. It doesn't, listen, it, it hit. It hit. I don't even know what the last resort. I, I don't even know I had a first resort. I didn't I even didn't have know options. What resort was okay. My resort was staying in the house with my parent because never, that was my resort. That I never went to a resort till I was eighteen, motherfucker. I still okay? have yet to be to a resort. Like, come on, bro. So it's just one of uh, those things. Whatever. And that so, song's still fire. No, the song is very fire, but it's just one of those things. Like, and then I, I don't see much wrong with the shoe. I gotta be honest with you. It's it's literally just. The human blood. The problem with the shoe, and I don't care what anyone has to say, it is just a little bit overboard. Just a little bit. Like it's it's there's there's nothing wrong with what he's saying and what he's trying to do. I understand that. But like this targeted audience, whoever you're trying to go for in this statement, like I'm gonna be honest with you, there's nothing positive you get coming from talking to these people. At least in the mainstream. And that's what it comes down to. Like, and like, and that's the fucked up part. Even though everybody you wants to see the good of... You wrong that's like, like, about that statement. Like, that's the biggest problem. Like, still kinda, if, kinda if it was a, a, a Christian shirt, I'm a sneaker or, or, or a Muslim sneaker, you know, Hamdu'Allah, you know, Assalamu Alaikum, something cool, you know, or holy on there, you know, some Indian kind of dope hot, shit actually. with Ganesha on the background, or, you know, something Indonesian, like something cool, paying homage to a different religion or something, I think that would be really cool and it would speak but now, to broader that, audiences. But doesn't this just mean that you're biased against a single religion? I'm not biased against not a damn thing because I did my research and no matter what, I'm okay and I'm Ooh. open. Like, again, if there were certain aspects of the shoe that wasn't on it, I would have bought the shoe. I like that shoe. The thing is, I'm really upset with Air Max in general because they're a piece of shit shoe and they're really, really tight for people who got fat feet. Yo, so, facts. Also, why one foot got to be shorter than the other foot? Why you want to do that? $400 of our stimulus check on these sneakers. We waited three weeks for the sneakers to come. We get the sneakers and they gave us big foot, little foot. The <laughs> Both. Fu- the, both of our parents. Both of us. 
the right foot is smaller than the left foot. Like, I, and I understand the human anatomy. You have body parts that are bigger than the other. I get that bullshit. But get the Not fuck out of here. extreme, though, bro. Like, both of us, ironically, both of weird. our shoes are fucked up. That's weird. Nah, you the asshole, bro. Nah, fuck whoever, out of here. whoever made them is trolling. So, I just, my thing is, I, I respect Little Nas. I love him for what he's doing. I love the individuality that he's pushing. He's breaking barriers. Just like Bad Bunny, when he's running around and dressing trans and doing all of his weird shit and all these things. Like, these guys are pushing barriers. And I think that's what it is now, where these guys are taking their lifestyles and pushing extreme art. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's what it really comes down to, I think. I'm here for it. I mean, I think at the end of the day, everyone wanted to say what they wanted to say about Nicki Minaj. I'm not going to feel like... And everyone's going to say what they're going to say about Lil Nas. Yeah, there's certain things like, okay, he started off maybe a lot of kids like that one song. But I feel like that's happenstance. If you listen to the entire rest of the album that that one song was on, it came out all at the same time. If you don't want to be biased and if you all of the producers that put him on Disney, if they wanted to look and actually do their research around the time that that album was produced, they would have seen that he already had songs on there talking about being gay and talking about selling and smoking weed and already doing those things. Those were on his album. He already had a song with Cardi B on there. You got you know what I'm saying? Like what? It's not anybody else's fault if you can't take accountability for the fact that you didn't think that you can manipulate this person. But the same thing with this video and music goes with the same conversation with gun control. What? They, what I'm saying is the idea that people feel that they can control the tool, could control the, you know what I'm saying, the tool that's being used. Mm-hmm. One is music, one is art, um, one is a gun. You get what I'm saying? And basically, they want to put all these rules, tell people what they can and can't do with these things, control these things, tell them what's okay, what's not okay, ban certain things, you know, like that. I know it's extreme for me to say it that way, but I'm just trying to say, like, it's the same exact kind of idea because this was happening now with even the whole shit with, like, them shooting all the kids and everything. So, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't understand what you're saying. So, are you saying that we should not have regulation? No, 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 Because no. that's what I'm getting. Because I don't think that we should regulate Lil Nas. But I feel like to compare the two means that we should regulate Lil Nas. <laughs> and so, now I just don't. I'm no, it was, it was a high comparison. My bad. Don't mind me. Okay, I'm sorry. Because I feel like we should be regulating things. And we don't need AKs. But at the same time, like... <laughs> I feel like more gay lobsters and stilettos, like, I'm ready for that. But I'm just saying, cancel culture always coming out for the wrong things at the wrong times. Cancel the right thing. Go after the right shit. Change the okay. right things. If that's that, kinda, okay, that's what you're trying to get. Yeah, at. like, I'm joking and I'm comparing right, the two right. and saying they're two extremes, but I'm trying to say, y'all trying to cancel Lil Nas. Well, you, you should saying? be canceling All these other moments. shit. Yeah. Or, okay. or okay. you motherfuckers okay. should be canceling proms and you don't. Yo, deadass, um, if you are going to force children to not, like, if they can go home and listen to Cardi B, but then they got to go to these school dances and dance like this shit that we just are going to put up on the screen share right now, like, um, just cancel it. Like, I, like when we were kids, booger, when we were kids... We, it was basically a game. Who could fuck with their clothes on? 
My thing is, it's like, again, like, cancel the right thing. Y'all want to cancel Lil Nas, but y'all got niggas going to proms and doing shit like this. Like, like why even all, have the you event? Got, you, you're face-to-face with another partner. That's just, that, now you're cheating. What? What's this? Look at these motherfuckers. That just, this ain't right. It's hilarious, because my thing this is, ain't it, right. you notice ain't no black people on that dance floor. We was like, yeah. hell no. Nah, they in another corner or uh-huh, another they chill. I'm here for the food. I'm they not said, doing this shit. Fuck this. Fuck they say you're going to my house later. It's my house. My house. They spread the after party word. All I got to say is I remember middle school when I first. Re- Do you remember when you first heard about dubbing uh, or grinding or whatever you want to fucking call it? Middle school. Yeah. I like, was about to say, I think, I think six. And it was the most, it was the weirdest shit I could ever. Like when I first heard about it, I was like, that's how y'all dance. I'm over here trying to learn the jerk. And like the five G's and all these other dance at one point. I mean, and all then, like, of that was included. It was, there was all the same time. There was shit that required skill, and there was shit that required a lot of like pent up horniness because you're a confused teenager. Like, oh, facts. It, all, it, it was different energy, but all at the same time. It's just funny to see like that's y'all niggas' new proms that y'all got to go to, and we was sneaking trying to get each other dry pregnant, dry humping <laughs> each other, making <laughs> we was making circles. To make sure that the teachers couldn't come oh, and break it up. Shit. To make sure that you got those cheeks oh ready. Oh, my God. Yo, those teachers. Yo, you remember, yo, she, yo, she broke you, bro. Oh, you got broke. Oh, oh. Wait, bro. can you tell, can you, you have the fa- my favorite story of all time. Can you so, tell the story where you almost kill somebody? So, I'm not a good dancer. I'm not. You're and I'm an, o- I'm an okay dancer. But back in the day, again, y'all all know, everybody, most of this age demographic, y'all all know when we go to the clubs and we dancing, it's, 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 it's booty to penis, and we like, you know, we bump and grinding. Everybody know bump and grinding. You know, we can't say R. Kelly now and give him the reason for it because then that Son, means... I can't even listen to Usher anymore because every time I hear Usher, I just feel like R. Kelly wrote all of his shit. Because if you listen to Confessions, it's such a story. I'm like, nah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. So, But anyways, nah, we just... How about we... Can we say it's it, it's in in uh, fuck it? We was just dancing crazy. No, we we was humping. We was dry yeah, humping. We was just dry humping. We'll and basically, I went that. to my, my in high school. It was my first um, homecoming, and I was on a football team. And I was dumb hype. This was when I was fat. Everybody knows me. I was a big pudgy Tubby kid with boy. the long hair. It was all dope. And um, when we got there, like the party didn't really start. You know, everybody. If you don't know, I went to D. Wick Clinton. That place is a shithole at first. You got to all go through the metal detectors. They got to make sure nobody got guns, knives, all yeah, that Yeah, metal detectors shit. in middle school for anybody who doesn't live in New York City. Yeah, we always had metal detectors. Yeah, lucky we had metal detectors before you got on the fucking bus, honestly. Uh, that probably would save a lot of lives. I won't lie to you. But long story short, it's homecoming, and the party starts dancing, and everybody, what happens is it's homecoming. They make the football niggas start the party first. You know, they get the dances. Everybody do their shit. So a few of the guys go out, they start dancing, woohoo, yeah, whatever. Woohoo. Yeah. So the song, I, I know y'all know it, but Dutty Wine, I don't know who was, whoever sings the song, but Dutty Wine came on, and everybody was like, yo, Phil, go dance. So I don't know who pushed me, but somebody pushed my fat ass, and I end up going to dance, and some Jamaican girl grabbed me, <laughs> and she grabbed me like Scorpion, and she did some <laughs> shit. And let me tell you, homegirl grabbed me, and she pulls me, and she's like, you ready? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and, and basically, she starts doing her dance. And in the song, and, or the dance, y'all all know, like, the girls eventually, like, they, they stop and do a split. And they, like, bounce. So, like, I'm 400 pounds at the time. 
she pulls my fat ass down on top of her. Like she yanks me down in the middle of the dance floor. Everybody in the fucking school sees me crush this girl. Her weave flies off like I hit a pedestrian. Yo, bro. You pulled a game. I literally killed this chick. Right? And the funny oh thing is, God. she keeps dancing. So her weave is gone. Her back is broken. My fat ass <laughs> is, I pass out, right? I pass out on the floor and like I roll away and I roll into the crowd and get back up so nobody sees me. And then like oh I go God. back to get like meet with my boys and they're like, yo, you killed that bitch. Yo, why you did that? And I was like, I didn't do it. I did not do it. <laughs> so I couldn't imagine going to a prom like that, bro. Like, that was just a regular party. Listen, like, oh my if Jesus. I, I would have literally gone to the principal the next day and been like, I want my money back, or I just wouldn't have gone. Bitch, you wanted like, $2 back? It wasn't that expensive. Um, $2 for you, $100 for me. Uh-huh. Oh, for your prom? I'm talking about to the party that we went to where I broke the bitch back. I'm not talking about prom. Prom is expensive. Oh, well, we was just talking about prom a second Oh, no, ago, prom is so. expensive. Yeah, I'm not no, paying. No, the, the middle school parties were $3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit, and even then, I used But to- also, wait a second. Can I just say something? Uh-huh. It is so ignorant for teachers to put on the songs that they put on and then to be like, okay, don't dance any type of way. The fuck? I, I mean, either way. What do you or- want us to do? Waltz? Bitch. They do what they was doing when they put that shit on. You don't put on to the windows, to the walls. You don't put on. To the sweat drips down my balls. You can make it clean or not, bitch, but I know the explicit version. You can't We put... sung so much louder. My school was 30% Puerto Rican. You don't think they knew what rompe was? Okay. Don't, don't, y'all don't play us. Come on. We already knew. Y'all was trying to get us pregnant at 13. We get it. It's okay. What would you do? You think? Come on, dude. Those parties was fair, on purpose. I did know bitches on birth control at like twelve. Exactly. Shit, I knew bitches that was having sex in the fifth grade. I didn't even what? know what sex truly was in the fifth grade. Did you just say to me fifth grade? Yeah, that's sad. Wow. That's sad. Them bitches. The sad part is it's Natural History Month. It, it, excuse it's me. It's Natural History Month. History I'm happy. Myth. It's, it's International War. Women's Month. International Women's History Month. I'm sorry. Don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. Don't do drugs and it's try and say random shit. But those girls major. who's having sex in the fifth grade, they need some Brene Brown in their life. They need somebody to teach them about some courage. And I'm lying. I'm lying. I don't even know why I'm talking about that, honestly. Them bitches, they need Jesus. They, they need more than Brene Brown. But honestly, in honor of Women's History Month, last year, week, or the episode before last week, we talked about Helen Keller. We talked about a few other women and amazing things that they've done. Now, this week, we want to bring up Brene Brown. If y'all don't know about Brene, Shahane is going to tell y'all about Brene. I fucking love Brene Brown. So Brene Brown was uh, introduced to me by two friends. And I was like, oh, okay, her TED Talk's cool. And then, like, I never really followed up. But then recently, Puffy put me on to this app called Libby. So I'm going to interrupt this like really dope in uh moment about Brene Brown real quick to talk about. Are we going to do it now? Yeah, I'm going to talk I'm going to do our introduction to our 
plug talk so we're gonna have this new section called plug talk and i'm already working on a design for it don't you worry kids <laughs> it will be a print um excuse me so basically plug talk is when we shout out some of the really exciting pro like new products Products, apps, apps, opportunities, just little yeah. things that we find on our own that we feel are dope and cool. That other Whatever we want to shout out. Whatever we feel like y'all need to fucking know about, that's what we're going to talk about in the plug talk. Yeah. So in today's plug talk, we're going to talk about the app Libby. And so L-I-B-B-Y. Yes, ma'am. Libby, B-B. It's an app for your phone, and basically, if you download it and you put in your information from your actual library card, then you can get audiobooks and you can rent out books through the app itself. And I'm pretty sure you can put it on, like, your Kindle or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or your tablet. And if you do not have a library card, if you're like, oh, I have it somewhere, <laughs> it's missing, then I don't want to hear any excuses because you can just go directly to the minute either the Minuteman website if you're checked in on that and you're local, or you can go through and Puffy. Do you have more? Details? No, no, you're correct. I was basically gonna say like for anybody who I I don't know what libraries are used because you said the Minuteman. I don't know if we have the Minuteman in New York. That's what I mean. I was I'm like, saying, if they're I'm, local to Massachusetts, Minuteman is pretty much everywhere here. But like wherever else you are, I would just look into whatever local library is there and you can sign up online yes, almost anywhere. Yes. You don't have to leave your house and you can do all of this in less than five minutes. So if you have an Audible account, if you pay for Audible books, if you do things of that nature, I love to do that because I'm a multitasker while I'm doing other shit. I like to learn shit, hear something else. Sometimes I honestly just don't want to listen to music. So, and I like learning some stuff or yeah. there are certain books that I want to read and I don't have the time. So it's like, why not listen to it? And this is a really inexpensive way to do these things. And by inexpensive, free. Free. It's, free. it's fucking free. <laughs> All you got to do again, you go to Libby, you download the app, and what's going to happen is going to tell you you need your library card, like Smokey was saying. Sign up for your library card at your library, local to you. Um, I know a lot of people might be scared because of COVID. They might not want to go into the library or shit like that. You might not know if you have a library card. All this shit is digital. It's mad easy. It's, it's, it's free. It's amazing. I love this shit. Right now, we just finished Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, which is really dope. And I got some shit called White Fragility. That somebody told me to listen to some weird shit like that. I was like, all right, cool. I'll listen to what I guess. This sounds kind of weird. All right, you gotta fill me in on that when you. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That I don't know why hilarious. my boy told me to listen to that one, but. So anyway, so basically, I we were scrolling through the Libby app trying to figure out what to read, and then I saw Brene Brown come up. I was like, yo, to be honest with you, she's amazing. Yeah. Like, let's look at her Netflix basically uh one hour kind of um it's a it's basically it's a lecture, lecture. yeah it's actually it's like a film lecture but it's funny like she's a funny person it's almost so like it's, a stand-up yeah it's like a it's like an informative stand-up that i would highly recommend i've seen it three times and i would see it 50 more and i would love it every time so i was like like puffy let's watch it if you like it let's download and read this book or listen to this book and that's what we did. And honestly, we could listen to this one book a million times in and of itself. She's really talented. And she basically walks you through leadership, courage, and 
basically telling you that there's no such thing as courage without vulnerability and there's no way you're i'm chiefing the shit out of this without even smoking let me pass this to you i'm sorry no i'm mad disrespectful but there's like there's no way to be courageous and to put yourself out there without having life kick your ass yeah and that's like the plainest way that it can possibly be stated like you're gonna get your ass kicked because that's the only way to learn half the time and the really dope thing about Brene is she spent decades, decades researching and studying courage, vulnerability, shame, empathy, and like putting the numbers behind it. And trying it. to disprove, by the way, like she wanted so badly to find somewhere in the data where you could be like, you don't need to do this. You can bypass all the discomfort by just doing this one thing. And it's like she works with so many people in Silicon Valley who's like, you can find an algorithm out of emotion and having to have these hard conversations. And the truth is you can't Yeah. anything that, that needs anything that bears weight of importance or that's like a necessary pivotal point in your life is going to have levels of vulnerability. And she talks you through how to work through that. And the really dope thing about all of her stuff is her job now is she really gives these talks directly to fortune 500 companies. Like, Companies that need the help, that need to work on leadership, because that's the biggest thing that that's what she's saying. And a lot of these companies and a lot of society, a lot of shit that's held back, there's toxic cultures, there are toxic traits, there are bad things or people are afraid to step outside the box or kind of push themselves and propel because of their they're afraid. And once you can step in and actually realize that these things are just natural, it is what it is. You can, like, having the courage to have conversations or being vulnerable and talking to your team, that's what makes great leadership. And sometimes that's what's lacked in certain opportunities and certain positions and predicaments to make a team excel. And we've seen that in a lot of things. We've had shitty presidents that don't know how to communicate, that have bad backbones, who vulnerability sucks, they're assholes, and look what they put us into. You know, so it's things like that where Brene really opens these subjects down and breaks it down to you to a point where you can introspect and understand what it is that you need to work on as a person so that you can execute and be the best person for you and the people around you. That's what's really dope about Brene's Brown work and all her stuff. And for anybody listening, you don't necessarily even have to be a leader or someone who's in a leadership position. If you're like, oh, well, I'm not the boss, then I don't have to listen. The, it's more about introspection and being the better version of yourself so that anytime you as an individual are put in a challenging situation, you have the tools in your like personal invisible utility belt or like anybody who plays video games you know there's that invisible bubble that houses all of your fucking weapons and this is your personal day-to-day human interaction arsenal if you will and it's the best place to kind of like start that for yourself and it's really challenging a lot of the time right like i have social anxiety i have anxiety in general like i have generalized anxiety meditation is super helpful introspection is super helpful and doing a lot of the exercises and realizing that you're gonna fuck up and being okay with the fact that you're gonna fuck up is extremely helpful and comforting and a lot of what she says because it's based in science and it's based in provable repeated collective 
data and studies yeah like this isn't j- like and especially someone who like studied psych and stuff like that that's all psychology that's all sociology that's all any of this really is yeah. so to gather data on all of this kind of stuff was really comforting because then you see where the successful people are successful and like where they are outliers, right? Like what do they do differently that sets them apart? And that's exactly what I was going to touch on is basically she's saying that in order for you to be great, you have to be courageous. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be empathic and be able to tap into your emotions and know when you're too hard on yourself and hard on the people around you. Or when you're not hard enough. enough. If If you're a yes man, you're too far on one side. But if you're a dick, then you need to reevaluate because you're not being helpful to your team or yourself or your family. Yes. And her biggest thing that she says that she lives by is courage over comfort. Right. Because a lot of us, we all do that. We dictate our whatever our comfortability is, you know? Like, maybe I don't want to talk to someone because I know it's going to step on their toes or I know that this is going to happen or these things. You know what I'm saying? We always, because we're afraid of shit, we're always going to stick to what we know. Yeah. And us as humans, you know, what inspires the greatest, like, innovations? It's that courageousness, that, that, Courage. that thing. Well, yeah, That creativity. True. You can say it's that one it's thing. The it's the courage to be different. And just yeah. as much as we wanted to yell at little Nas originally in the beginning or everybody wants to get mad at him, you have to, her biggest thing, the name of her book, Dare to Be Great, Dare to Lead, Dare to Do These Things, like, mm-hmm. to be different, to be who you are, you have to be brave. There has to be some some amount of backbone, certain amount of identity, certain amount of dignity that you have to carry, you know, and, like, own that shit. And to be honest, like, you could feel how you want to feel, but Lil Nas even, um, I don't even think we touched upon this one, but I took a screenshot of one of the other tweets that he put out. Stop me if we already talked about it. Mm-mm. But, um... The I don't know why we did for- that. Okay, we're coming back to Lil Nas because I think it's important. Did we talk about the letter to his Montero self? No. So he wrote a letter to his 14-year-old self called Dear 14-Year-Old Montero. And if you want, I can quickly run through it. But basically, is him say Well, I'll just give you a summary of it. You can read it. It's mad short. It is mad short. All right, real quick. He said... I wrote a song with our name in it. It's about a guy I met last summer. I know we promised never to come out publicly. I know we promised to never be that type of gay person. I know we promised to die with the secret, but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. You see, this is very scary for me. People will be angry. They will say I'm pushing an agenda, but the truth is I am. The agenda to make people stay the fuck Oh, excuse me, I gotta say this again. The agenda to make people stay the fuck out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be. Yeah. Sending you love from the future, Lil Nas X. Word, Grandpa, stop hating on me using the N-word, son. Like Lil Nas oh, said, you stop hating. Stop hating. You know. You <laughs> you're such a fool. you such a fool. But basically, I'm glad we came round circle enough so that I could bring that up because I think it's important to also say, so what if a fucking kid sees this? Imagine. Like, I remember what it was like to grow up in a Christian household, to grow up in a household where women were beneath men consistently. Like, mm-hmm. that is simply how it was. Whether you like it or not, like, that's facts. So I know what it's like to kind of sort of 
but obviously not to his extent. He is both black and gay. That is, he's got a lot going on for him. But in terms and, of struggle and, bus, and a nigga like, trying to be a cowboy, like there is not like come yo, on, yo, trying to be a cowboy on. in this day and age like, is stop, already like stop hating on that boy in a city. Come, come on, luck. bro. But anyways, it's like ugh, fuck. I got what was what was I saying? You said about, I forgot. A cowboy took everything out of my head. You're talking about Lil Nas, him being great, and the letter to his 14 year old self. Yeah, you know what? I'm just glad he wrote that fucking letter because somebody got to see it. Somebody's gonna see it. Someone, excuse me, did the video. Well, my because that's everything for somebody. Even now, even if they're older, yo, that's like timeless. I'm glad everybody's seeing that shit. It just sucks with the hypersexualization of children. With society, how everyone is. They get mad at a kid. An adult, excuse me, because Little Nod's not even a fucking kid anymore. Nah, yeah, they get up. mad at an adult at for Lil making Nas, music. If you mad at Little Nas, then Haley and Chloe are too young for y'all to be sexualizing as well. It's not even that. It's just one of those you're mad at an adult because a kid is now going to see this and wonder. And no one wants to have the awkward conversation. But like, that's the whole point. Gonna is going to be wondering regardless. They have other kids of mo- like of all gender around them. You get what I'm saying? Like y- you can you can hide the idea, but the 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 attraction or the feeling or the question would be there regardless if it was going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I agree, but it's just one of those things where again, just talking about Brene Brown. Um, fuck Lil Nas for right now. <laughs> Um, if you guys are looking for any type of way to just do some like leadership stuff, anything to work on yourself, she has five number one selling New York Times books. Yes. The Gift of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, Braving the, Wil- the Wil- Wilderness, and Dare to Lead. And that's the one we just read. Yes. Um, she also- Brene hosts the Unlocking Us and Dare to Lead podcasts. Her TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability, has been widely viewed. The Her filmed lecture, which is one we already brought up, um, The Call to Courage, is on Netflix, and it aired in 2019, so it's really recent. And that is also a part of our official watchers list. Yeah, honestly. It's one of those things, like, and we've been realizing recently, like when my grandfather telling me this, seeing all this stuff a little Nas X, it's making me realize that, especially after the pandemic, a lot of these small brand companies, us coming out of this and us re, rebrand, not even rebranding, but rebuilding ourselves and trying to stay afloat and be who we are, it's, it's, it's hard to truly be yourself in such a highly sensitive, cancel culture society. You know, yeah. like, to, and that's the part that sucks that, you know, when you're trying to just just be who you are, just be honest and just create just content because that's what it is now. People are making NFTs, you know, fucking fake art that is selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, absolute nothing, just complete bullshit. But you're telling me I have to worry about what it is that I say and who I am as a person. And the thing is, it sucks because we all have to worry. You know, we have jobs. Well, we I have think other we have things. to be courteous yeah. of people's feelings to an extent and i think we have to be cautious yes. uh because we don't ever want to you don't want to seem insulting or yeah, anything like, we like don't that ever do no. anything to hurt anybody but at the same time 
you want to make sure that you're able to joke enough to an extent that everybody feels human. You like, get what I'm saying? Like, like there has to be a healthy balance. Like you can't get mad at an artist for being an artist. You can't yeah. be mad at a comedian for telling comedy. You know what I'm saying? I can get mad at a priest for fucking a little boy. You know, yeah, like little things exactly. like, like, like <laughs> I know that's random. Don't get mad at me for that. But my point is, is like get mad at people for certain shit. You know, don't get mad at them for all these other things. And I think that's the part that kind of just sucks when we're in this just weird transition. You know, especially now everything's opening back up. Everybody's moving towards these things. Everyone is on social media. We've talked about this multiple times. Everyone is highly just sensitive. Anything, anything you do, anything you say, because everyone like this is a drug. Everyone is always on this. They're going to watch you. They're going to judge everything that comes out of your mouth. Well, honestly, I just feel like social media in general, as much as I am addicted to it myself and love it for certain reasons, I also hate it for certain reasons. Everyone projects their own kind of like everyone's lost in some aspect. It's a false reality. Yeah, like everyone's lost in some aspect. Everyone's got something going on and you project that a lot on social media. A lot of like the posts, a lot of the shares, a lot of all that fun shit it all boils and bubbles down to insecurity and the things that we dislike or wish we could change about ourselves. So oftentimes keep making these goddamn filters and shit, these other augmented experiences. This is a new way to share your stories and share this and share your posts. So you could be the most positive person. You could be Lil Nas. You could be anything, but I think that's even why he did what he did. He's like, I know I'm going to get conspiracy theories about this. I know that I'm going to piss off a lot of Christians who are going to watch this. But like you said already, he's like, I can't wait to make y'all mad. That's like, my you whole You have point. no idea what you've put me and millions of people through with this kind of manipulative uh, thought process. So. And speaking of that, it kind of sucks because I wish I had it. But it was a recent, and I think this is the last thing we'll kind of end that talking on this. It was an yeah. NFT there was release where an artist depicted, it was an, I don't know who it was, but he depicted American culture, right? And he basically has a whole bunch of white guys, KKK hoods, talking to a scarecrow, asking the scarecrow, what's wrong? What happened to you? And the scarecrow was like, I was raped or something crazy like that. And in the background, there's like a black guy picking cotton. So it's one of those things where like, again, like people... Like, again, like how you're saying, people already know, like, this is what's going to bring its attraction is because it's that borderline controversy. It's that hypocrisy fucked up thing, but it's touching on real shit. That's the fucked up part about it. Yeah, Little Nas did some fucked up demonic things, but the artistry behind whatever he's saying, even the whole Luke whatever verse, like everything behind it, it was it was kind of dope. Yeah. Kind of scary. You better stay away from me with his pole action and all that other creepy shit he doing. I he, was he impressed. Kinda, he he practiced me. since January, y'all. He knew Him he and was my sister. Do the video. He got yo, his edges look better than my sister's edges, bro. His, That's yo, crazy. When he slid down that pole, his still yo, his shoes and his hair combo. I was very impressed. I was, was very impressed. But, he was the whole mood. The snake at the beginning though, the alien snake. Can I say this is side side tangent? Like. I'm glad that we're talking about Adam and Eve and, and all of those things as aliens because that's what I feel like we should do. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that on another episode. But uh, that was creepy. I, I was not attracted to the way he looked there. But when he was sliding down the pole, I was like, you looking cute. Of course you would, but that thought shit. 
Listen. I'm sorry. Listen. I listen. I respect it. I don't it. give a fuck. I respect it. It is what it is. Fuck it. It is what it is, fuck right? But yo, it's been an hour now. We don't want to keep y'all too long. Y'all might got some other shit to do. It is Sunday. It's muggy. It's a fun day. Yo, it's been nice recently. Y'all seen the weather? Yo, so we're y'all about seen to the take weather? y'all on some high hikes. Nigga, fuck the hikes. Yo, take y'all clothes off. Get naked. It's time, yo. This is summertime. Who ready? I saw in New ready? York last week. It was 88. I was like, Jesus. I know niggas is naked. Oh, my God. Oh Wait. My God. Hold on a second. Mm. Real quick before we mm. let before we let all these people go. Since we're talking about whole shit. Since we're talking about nice weather. Real quick. Oh, thank you so much. Um, So, real quick. If you noticed, these have patterns on them. Yes. I got the whole leggings. And guess what? <laughs> guess what? The the Insta or the TikTok, whatever the fuck leggings you want to call them. Them shit's a stat leggings. Uh, so, honest review, whatever you got going on, they make that look nice. They're not going to make you look Wait, like some different person. She said look nice. That's yeah, it's it. going to make you look good. <laughs> They're not going to make you look like a different bitch. They're not going to make you like, oh, my God, I now look like a Kardashian. Honestly, all they do is something about them. I don't know if it's the pattern or it's the it's shininess. The pattern. It's like, the pattern, and it's the way that they cinch in certain places. I think what it is is bitches been buying them just a size a little too small because you got to do it by the waist. It's a different type of measuring or whatever the fuck. But all I got to say is them shits be working. Them shits, them, 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 them shits look nice. I got to tell you that much, okay? She came out twerking McDurkin on them shits, and I was like, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> they are really easy to twerk in. Like, there's a lot of movement. It's mm. ri- like, they don't restrict movement. That's the nice part. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I did paint that. Thank you. Yeah, I got it. I'll put that yeah. picture in there so you can <laughs> see that. Yeah, don't make fun of me. Don't make fun of me. You make fun of me. Who I are you? I twerking, okay? What? I make fun of you twerking. Yeah, okay? exactly. Make fun of me twerking. So I'm going to make fun of you whenever I want. No, fuck that. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, the weather's anyways, getting nice. Y'all just anyways. be careful. Because everybody, oh, y'all know how this, this COVID shit is getting crazy. I know y'all getting y'all shot. I heard a few people got Bell's palsy. <laughs> and I'm not talking about my aunt no. Cecilia. Y'all better not be talking about my aunt, you motherfuckers. You mad disrespectful. I'm not disrespectful. You disrespectful. You thought it. Uh, No, I didn't. <laughs> but now that I thought about it, she going to come and whoop your ass. No, you. she better not whoop my ass. Nah, she left me I love much. Cecilia. Fuck out of here. I'm going to take her to the movies, and she's going to be like, yeah, we Gucci. Oh, my god. I love her. Are the movies but, back? Everything is opening back up. Everything Are is the opening back, back up. the movies back, though? Listen, I don't know if the movies are back open. Actually, maybe. So, in some places. I know there's some drive through theaters out west that, on Western Mass that are open. Because you got to stay in your car, of course. Yeah. But the thing is, I know a lot of movie theaters also shut down because of COVID. That's true. So that's the biggest problem. So maybe we, we can check. find. But I'll my black Google ass, I'm not, I'm not sitting at a movie theater. Fuck out of here. Everything coming out on stream. Keep streaming. HBO that's Max. That's true, actually. Disney's doing here. that. Fuck out of here. I like sitting at my house butt-ass naked with my box of popcorn with my finger in my ass. That's what I want. That's how I'm trying to watch my movies. Okay? Ain't no more going okay. to the movie theaters. No more of that bullshit. I'm staying in the house, chilling. Yes. Chilling. Fuck out of here. Yes, I need a fire stick. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. 
But everybody, be careful out there. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Brush your teeth. You know, all that good shit. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Um, get ready for the motherfucking work week. There's always some bullshit. Y'all yes. know it. Monday madness. But it is what it is. Too blessed to be stressed, as my mother would always say. Honestly, Monday fun day. Yes. Life Fuck is it. good. Life is Take good. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Do your box breath breathing techniques. What do, the fuck is that? Do your savers. Take it easy. I love everybody. Thank y'all. Deneen, I love you too. Mommy, I love y'all. Everybody listen. <laughs> Excuse me. I love y'all. Take it easy. Be safe. Um, don't run into the street. Don't be no crackheads. Don't get hit by no cars. Don't be a gabe. Facts. I love y'all. Be safe. Be easy. Until next week, right? On the next episode. Of the Powerpuff Girls. Hey. Peace.